0: listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Quarantine Genius Brain Podcast. Yeah. We got another special guest once again, that quarantine guest, Khalid Boyd.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I keep six feet apart. We've been around
0: each other since the beginning <laughs> of quarantine, man yeah man yeah man it's been rough Uh, it's fucking like 100 degrees now in Pasadena it went from 60 degrees and raining to about 100 degrees it's hot as shit yeah man it stays at like 80 at midnight and 75 at 3am and it kicks right back up to 90 the so, next morning I've been sending this full these clips of, this, of one of my favorite shows ever and I actually got put onto the show by Tim it's called 90 Day Fiancé oh. <laughs> <laughs> 90 Day Fiancé is the most irresponsible show you will ever see in your fucking life and usually I don't like reality tv shows yeah like reality it's not my shit
1: i think it's, it's just because of the times this is like just what can't what else can you watch is like deviate or go away from like
0: yeah typical it, it's, television. it's mindless tv that i like yes because i think sometimes like you know we try to watch film or whatever sometimes right. it's just too heavy like it's, i can't watch right. that shit yeah um but <laughs> Beyoncé <maybe> i'd say <laughs> specifically is only for this guy named big ed uh everybody knows who big fucking ed is big ed is this guy he has i think it's something called like kfs or something like that kfs yeah 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 Uh, some kind of of syndrome so he has so now initially when i was cracking (laughs) jokes about this fool i didn't know that he had a condition Right? (laughs) you didn't know he had a condition i just thought he was short and fat because i know like short and fat people Uh, they just look he just looks short and fat oh you know true because people with kfs kfs if you guys see it if you guys google that his his uh Syndrome up. I don't know. Let me look that shit up. I don't think it's called KFS. I'm, I feel I, like I'm fucking it up. I think it is. But I think it is. It's called thick neck syndrome. So uh, <laughs> I think because uh,
1: in my elementary school that we had this kid named Robert. Mm-hmm. He was a black kid and he had an identified. And then, like, I remember our, the teacher by us in because a lot of, pe- of us were picking on him. We were like, he has Yo, a condition. Up. We had a condition. Like, we had to have it. Yeah, I know we got intervention. I was like, oh shit, I didn't know that. Cause, like, he kind of looked like Big Ed. We just called him. Humpty Dumpty.
2: Oh, shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's Yo, it's not funny, you bully. <laughs> bully laughs. I'm not laughing. <laughs> that's, that's this is very serious. Up. Yo, can we scratch that?
2: No. <laughs> Y'all call him Humpty Dumpty.
1: To be fair, he was a jackass before we could be a jackass. Okay, too. like he had to overcompensate, and it's not his fault. I yeah, mean, I'm, I'm assuming because he was one grade above, and like I was a fifth grader, he's a sixth grader, and like we had that proper respect. Like, okay, cool, but every time <laughs> we played like, kickball, like he would kick that shit, and then like he just like kind of like a uh, do this kind of thing. Like he because he because he can't rotate your neck. Oh, that's right. Because, yeah, so yeah, you have to physically move your like you know mm-hmm. move your body. So just like seeing that was kind of like funny and like back going back to big Ed like I remember I was watching this interview after you told me to watch it he was like it's so funny that this kid came up to me after I became famous and this kid saw me was like can I draw you and big Ed was like yeah draw me cool you're a kid yeah you have you've been you're pure yeah you know, you've been you know you know um and then she showed the picture and it like had a box and another box this is what the kid saw it's like that's just so funny that's just how I look. But then as, you know, become adults, you make fun
0: of it. Humpty you know? Dumpty is a really good diss, though. Like, as, yeah. as kids, that's a pretty accurate diss. That's mm. what I was, like, cracking up about. Because when you said Humpty Dumpty, I imaginatively pictured Big Ed. But here's the thing. Big Ed, if you look at a picture of him mm. when he was younger, if you fu- he looked good. Yeah. His KFS is not as as severe as i think other people's are mm-hmm. because when he when he was younger and he was fit it just looked like he had a wrestler's neck
2: mm. yeah, cuz
0: yeah. i i looked up pictures of KFS and I know what that's the syndrome is or the the, the bone disease Mm -hmm. that they have Mm -hmm. because other people who have it it's a lot more severe like they're kind of like tilted over a little bit it's way thicker Mm -hmm. so when he said he had KFS or I didn't know what that was and I had to look it up I'm like oh it's this this is the thing that people have the ailment because what happens is when KFS I guess like a couple of your vertebrae become fused so from C1 through C5 I believe and I think a couple of them become fused so they have limited movement in their neck and they have a barrel chest and they have a thicker neck but his doesn't look that bad if he lost weight. Because when he was younger, he was a stud. Oh, true that.
1: Yeah, true that. Right?
0: Because when you mm-hmm. saw his... It, yeah. didn't, it didn't look like probably mm-hmm. your friend that you saw in, in elementary no. school. Yeah, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to have a bully moment. But uh, <laughs>
1: say, yeah. well, I'm, I'm not going to go there. No, yeah. no, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm It's not. so interesting, though, because when, when you watch 90 Day Fiance... He looked like, like the... the. <laughs> damn, I have to Because he was mean. He was a bully. Okay. Whatever, I don't mean to shout, but he was a bully too. He just looked like you know those aliens from Mars attack. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, go on. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> me, me, me 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 me. And that's what he sounded like too, from Big Buddy.
0: Big Ed is so interesting. So I I started like digging deep into the 90 Day Fiance thing. Did you see the video, uh, the the Instagram live of Rose talking about Big Ed? Nah. She was like just Instagram. Uh, she has an Instagram and she went on IG Live to talk shit about Big Ed oh, afterwards. Damn. So basically throughout this whole thing, if you haven't seen the 90 Day Fiancé mm. show, uh, they have 90 Day Fiancé abroad where... Basically, the guys or girl, they go over to the other country and they, you know, they try to get married to this person. They meet them up or whatever. So Big Ed met Rose in the Philippines and she lives in a very, very, very rural area of the (laughs) Philippines. Like, fuck, I'm talking about tin roof, electrical wiring everywhere. When you take a shower, you see the chickens right next to you type of shit and eat the mouse. (laughs) (laughs) So so, (laughs) she was talking about how like on the show like ed was constantly disrespectful towards her which people did see on the show mm. he was disrespectful towards her he only cared about fame and he never really cared about her so uh she's kind of outing him out saying that he only came on the show to be famous and mm. he didn't really actually love her and so she just started blasting him on mm. ig live which mm. i was kind of shocked and yeah. a lot of people on the comments on the ig live agreed yeah because there's a few moments on the show where he was pretty fucking disrespectful like yeah number one he talked he well, get asking your partner to get an STD test. I don't think is disrespectful as how yeah. he went about it, right? Because right. he should, if he's going to ask it from her, he should get one too, mm-hmm. right? You're right. Yeah, yeah. So, but obviously, you know, probably the way he looks is his STD check. The way anyways. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, he did say he he hadn't he hadn't
1: been in a relationship for like 28 years or something like a long that time. since his divorce, mm-hmm. and the dating has been really difficult for him. And I, it's just funny that he's been so aware that. He might has he might have that assumption uh, about overseas.
0: Yeah, exactly. So yeah. he was like, you know, you've been fucking around a little bit, mm-hmm. and you definitely have an STD. Right. He asked her to shave her legs because he didn't like her her leg shape. Did you see the part where he asked her to fucking use? When he gave her mouthwash and a toothpa toothbrush and toothpaste? <laughs> no. Dug! Oh, oh yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> that shit was terrible. I just I just saw that clip yesterday. Yeah. That was so bad. Yeah. He's like, well, I don't think she knows that maybe her breath is not as good as, she, you know, <laughs> yeah. plaque could cause heart disease. Yeah. I was like, come on, bro. Yeah. So he gift, first of all, the creepiest thing ever is that he first gifted her with lingerie. Mm-hmm. Already creepy. You right. don't, you, just, you just met her for the first mm-hmm. time. And then he gifts her with mouthwash and toothpaste. <laughs> yeah. And then she finds out that... It, her bad breath isn't from her teeth because if you look at her teeth and her gums, yeah. she has great teeth. Mm-hmm. Like, she brushes her teeth all the time. and She even says, like, I brush my teeth. I actually have a, a an ulcer. Mm-hmm. So that's where that acid mm-hmm. is coming from. It's like the, the ulcer in her stomach, which I've had an ulcer and that shit is the smell up. of, like, acid in your gut. Right. And you smell that shit. Mm-hmm. So she was super offended by that. So he's basically he's, – he kind of talks to her. If you see on the show, like, she's, for lack of a better word, retarded. Yeah. Totally. Like he talks to her like she's a like she's yeah. a fucking retard, dude. and she
1: comes back pretty well informed. Yeah, every time. So like, but he keeps doing that over
0: and, it, and over. Yeah, it's like the language make, barrier is not isn't not a reflection of intelligence. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, and she's funny. Like sometimes she'll react
1: in the situation. She like Ed is like the oddball mm. in the situation, and she like makes these little jokes that we would make the little jokes. Yeah, and there's no language barrier. There. So like, big Ed it. Man, I didn't know she wanted IG live to talk about how yeah.
0: how you might have manipulated a narrative. Well, I kind of got and also the show. Cuz you saw the uh that that morning show where he was interviewed where he was being interviewed about the stuff, right? Mm-mm. And the whole interview was basically about how famous he is now.
1: Right, right. You know, he's it's just stickers and all that. Sti- yeah, shit. He's like
0: I have the sticker, everybody yeah, has a sticker. It's she like he has bro, a sticker,
1: my dog has a sticker.
0: It's, it's like, like what the fuck bro? Like right. relax man. Mm-hmm. Like you could now it makes that IG live a lot more believable yeah. that he was kind of in it just for the fame, right? right? Because right. he didn't really treat her respectfully. And mind you, like the stuff that you see on the show is fucking hilarious. Like earlier I did a <laughs> reference about the Itamaus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my favorite scene. It's
1: because <laughs> so
2: <laughs> on the show
0: <laughs> on the show uh, I guess the the dad asked Ed to take a shower together. That's right. what they do. Cuz after a night of like the, the
1: torrential downpour mm-hmm. of rain and like the bed being flooded. And the neck, Ed didn't go to sleep, and mm-hmm. she's making fun of him for that. And it makes me think about like, damn. The narrative goes back and forth because he said he sent his like special sheets mm-hmm. to that to the Philippines so that it would like uh, appease or his uh, skin condition whatever yeah. whatever he has, but they never arrived. It makes me think like maybe they just sold that shit. And yeah. So that's the narrative I was rolling with. Now I'm like, now are you telling me this. I don't know what to think. Who knows? Because
0: he was saying that he was sending, what? He sent, like, $5,000 worth of gifts to her. Yeah, and none of that shit arrived. But then, it's five hours away from Manila. Yeah. Yeah. So, who fucking knows? They had to take the shower. Mm -hmm. And it's the funniest fucking scene because I don't think he realized, like, first of all, like, the Philippines... The rural area is pretty, pretty bad, yeah, right? Third world, man. And I've never been to the Philippines, but I'm saying this from Filipino friends who told me about the rural areas of the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still really bad out there mm-hmm. when you don't have – like, people live really rich or they live really poor, right? Yeah, Which is how it is in is a lot of these Asian yeah. countries. And so <laughs> he's taking a shower at this – <laughs> first of all, how he's reacting. They're taking a shower and they go – he goes – Are those chickens? (laughs) It's just like a chicken coop right over here. After he gets done taking a shower, there's this fucking mangy little rat that looks like Master Splinter. (laughs) It's not even moving. It's like. Yeah, it's so old. It's like the oldest rat ever. I've ever seen in my life. Chilling on his slippers. Yeah. Right. And he goes, is that a rat? And she goes, I eat the mouse. (laughs) It's a mouse. I think it's a mouse. That shit was like that, maybe <laughs> It was huge. He goes, yeah. "It's a rat." I thought yeah. maybe. <laughs> and she starts clowning on him because she's like, "Oh, what the baby? Yeah. You're such a baby!" Because right. her her reality of what she lives in is just her every day, mm-hmm. and then what he expected was something completely different. Mm-hmm. It was kind of crazy when I saw that shit. But, but her he living conditions, her living conditions, were yeah, crazy. Totally. Me, right.
1: It, me, it also like, see, because I've never seen it. Now it's the first time I've seen like these really harsh conditions. And it makes me think about like my best friend Mark, who it, it, it had like this exodus where like 10 of his relatives f- like flew over. They put him up in this whole this, uh, apartment complex. And our apartment complex is a two bedroom with like 10 people. Damn. So people, two people were sleeping in the tub. People were sleeping on the bottom of the, the kitchens. People were, like a bunch of people in both bedrooms. I'm like, man, this is crazy. And every time they would ask me, like, can we borrow your weight scale? And then yeah, yeah is that, I guess that's like a common thing. So yeah. they go weight the thing and like send all their shit back to the Philippines. I'm like, man, this is rough.
0: you know when we uh, go to like even when we my mom used to gift. Uh, basic stuff to like people in Korea mm. because USA made stuff is more regulated mm. than it is like in Asia and China. So mm. for example, they would ask us to send them like Centrum. Oh, like, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, from me, Costco. Yeah, right, the right, big right.
1: fucking Centrum thing. Did yeah. you have
0: to like send that shit to? Yeah. Like, it's weird, I right? mean, I didn't, but I've seen it. I was like, this may, why? Yeah, it was like, like basic shit like Centrum, Pedialyte, all this other random stuff. And it was because they don't trust like the stuff that they get from China. Wow. They said, like, the stuff from China or whatever is made in Asia isn't regulated. as regulated and it's pretty bad. Mm. And like they want American brand stuff. So my mom was said, like, fucking F- uh, Flintstone vitamins and shit. I'm yeah. like, what? They don't want this shit. Yeah. My mom's like, no, this is the stuff that they want. Wow. So they would have to package like suitcases full of stuff mm, and totally. move it to Korea. We had to fill that shit up and bring yep. it over.
1: Yep, yep. He would come over like every other week, He's like, yo, daddy clip, can I use your uh, weight scale? And my dad would be like, no, you can't use it. <laughs> <laughs> you already had it,
0: Herbert. No, you can't. My mom was like, "Go take it, take it. Just take go it. ahead, just yeah, go yeah. ahead." I
1: know the situation. Yeah.
0: That's so funny, man. I mean, <laughs> like with the fucking um, what's it called? When they were, he didn't last in that area for too long because remember, he also has a, a skin condition yeah, yeah. where he some gets kind like, of dermatitis, irritated. Yeah, some kind of dermatitis yeah. shit. And then, uh, oh. Fucking, he had to sleep on the floor with his clothes. And there was a scene. The way that they edit the show is fucking funny. Because the light goes out and he goes. Oh, that's great. <laughs> he had so many of those moments, and he slept with his head on the wall. With the, the whole oh. And then they went to the pig farm. Oh, the piggy farm. The pig farm was piggy crazy. farm. He goes just dropping the food all <laughs> over the place.
1: Oh shit! I'm what so the sorry. What do you expect when you put plastic bags on your shoes, bro? Like just wrap it up, man. Just wrap it up and let it go. Yeah,
0: man. yeah, yeah. You bought some new shoes. I didn't. The fucking crazy thing was the dad sleeps right next to the fucking pigs. Yeah, dude. With the uh, with the cargo slat, yeah. and he just sleeps right next to him. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking insane.
1: <sighs> have you he seen, was funny?
0: Have you seen any other of the other episodes? With
1: I mean, with, I'm caught up, bro. I mean, I guess the next episode comes out tomorrow.
0: Did you see um in this season? Who do they have? They have Big Ed. They have yeah
1: Big Ed. I don't know their names. They had Usman, Usman, Usman. Lisa. Baby girl, baby love, yeah.
0: baby love. She's fucking mean, dude. She's really mean. She's fucking mean to that yeah, guy. Yeah. Like it, the amount of disrespect she has towards him is unfucking it's real. It's so
1: funny because she treats him like the stereotypical uh, assumption you would have about a Nigerian. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. he's like the sweetest Nigerian.
0: Yeah, he's super <laughs> fucking sweet. Yeah. You don't trust me? Yeah. Why don't you trust me? Yeah. They had that and then um, there's this other episode that I saw where that was a... I was telling you about this, but it's the, it's the, it's the guy. His name is Caesar. Mm. And Caesar is in love with basically this, this Russian catfisher. Mm. And he doesn't understand that he's being played. And he's so madly in love with her because she's very fucking beautiful. She's mm. like the the classic uh, blonde-haired, blue-eyed Russian girl that you would mm. think from as a, as a call girl or yeah. whatever. And clearly she's not interested in him. And one of the first things that they ask, like the camera person asks, they go... He goes, well, she sends me videos, since so she loves me. She goes, hello, my husband. I, I miss you very much. And she goes, has she ever said your name in those videos? And he goes, no. <laughs> so she does not say, it's just generic stuff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. she definitely has a few guys that she's sending this out to. Right. But he doesn't believe it. He just is madly in love with her. Mm-hmm. He thinks that he is the only one for her. They've been together for five years is what mm-hmm. he says. And at, at, they had a mediation where when the show was done, this was probably a previous season, where she came up on a video thing and he goes, We've been together for five years. She goes, We've been together for about two. You know, like yeah. all the information isn't working together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, Well, I'm just going to call it off. And she's just like, Call what off? <laughs> Basically, like, we have, and they're like, Oh, did you love him? She goes, I loved him. That's, I love him. That's so sad. He said they about like four grand a month or some shit like that, too. That's so sad. Cut, yeah, the catfish. have you ever been catfish? Hell no, dude. Yeah. Oh, well, when I remember like Craigslist back in the day. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, there was that scam where if you send me a thousand dollars or whatever, I oh. almost did that shit. When I was super, super young. Dude, How buy where were you buying? I was buying <laughs> uh, uh, an MP3 player, oh. right? <laughs> okay, and then uh, oh, I think I know what you're talking about. It's like the carding. Remember
1: the carding? Yeah, it yeah, like, yeah, seems yeah, like yeah. a
0: fake because you didn't even need like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I almost did that shit, and I didn't. Last minute, I was like, this is a little fishy. I don't yeah. get this shit, and I kind of and I stopped doing it, mm-hmm. and then. <clears throat> After a while, like, I got another email from the same dude. He was like, okay, well, how about this? Like, uh, I'll send you the MP3. Or just keep it. He goes, I just need you to send me $1,000, and I'll send you 10000 because I need, you know, all the other shit. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, my God. This is getting ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I and remember. I told him, I was like, how about this? How about I send you $5, and then you send me this? <laughs> and we just started going back and forth. After a while, you could tell he was getting fed up because <laughs> yeah. I was just fucking around with That's him. Fair. But people used to get catfished a lot. Like, I think the uh, the – the telemarketer calls. Mm-hmm. It, it. They still do it because it works on old people. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. I think old people get scammed all the fucking yeah, time because they don't work computers and
1: they're not, they don't removed from that. It, it makes reminds me of like this woman who works at or who lives in my boss's uh, complex. And she got this – she was, like, super um, scared and came over. And I was like, hey, where's your boss at? I'm like, he's next door. It's like, okay. She goes over there, and then I hear the conversation. And she, like, gets this email saying, like, "I ne- you need to send me, like, $5,000 worth of, like, Target gift cards. Or else they'll give up my social security number, which they got. And so she did. She went to Target and, like, did that shit. It's like, what the fuck? You're, like, 45.
0: Oh, dude. Uh, buddy Alex told me, too, that he knew somebody had, who um – it was their grandparents or parents who sent a random person like five thousand dollars because they said that their son was in the hospital and they mm. weren't gonna operate on him unless they give them money. Mm. I was like, when has a hospital ever done that? Right. You're an adult. Right. When have the hospital will operate first and then they right. send you a bill after. Right. When have they ever said, No, we're not gonna do this who operation? Failed. Old people. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> I, I don't get that shit. We failed old people. That makes apps.
1: You know, talking about fucking old people. a we- new workshop. Like, not how to get scammed. I'm gonna go all over the country and
0: be like, do not get scammed. You know what I? What I was so uh, shocked at recently because the the off the often trend is that uh, a lot of old people are saying that the younger generation are, is very soft and weak and very brittle, mm-hmm. right? But the COVID <laughs> is actually proving the other way around, yeah. where all these old people are the ones that are a little soft. And a little brittle and uh-huh. a little weak when it comes to stuff that they can't do anymore, uh-huh. right? And I think that shows like that weird perspective flip because there's this there's this group specifically in South Pasadena. There's a group of older people where they have a group called uh, COVID. is like free like COVID nineteen or free COVID nineteen or some uh-huh. shit like that, right? Or some kind of revolution, and they <laughs> are partying. <laughs> and they're getting together in spite of COVID saying that their their freedom is being stripped. Right. So if you look up online right now, there's a couple of clips of people talking about, number one, COVID-19 is uh, the the quarantine is basically a form of slavery. <laughs> That's, it's crazy. That shit is so <sighs> fucking wild. They're comparing doing a quarantine to slavery. They're saying that their their natural rights and their freedom is being stripped, right? Yeah. And I think I understand to a certain extent where, yeah, it's kind of tough that we're not allowed to do the stuff that we're normally supposed to do, right? And the, you know, they're quoting the Constitution or whatever our natural rights, mm-hmm. but that's not pending on depending on if it's like a like a national disaster or something like that. That's when things switch up a little bit, right? right? Um, <clears throat> but at this point too, it's only been a fucking month. Like I think yeah. it just hit a month recently, yeah. And people are already fl- f- freaking us, out.
1: Yeah. I mean, just. You just can't tell Americans they can't do shit. Yeah, it's it's You just it's can't odd.
0: tell an American to do it. Yeah. I think everybody in, in all the other countries, they're like, mm-hmm. okay, cool, we'll yeah, wait this out. Yeah, that's
1: what I'm thinking. Because, like, what, how, how are other countries handling this? Like, it's hitting their economies, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Obviously. But I haven't heard of stories of like, we need to open up the economy again. like I, Small I, essential businesses and, like, trying to, you know, differentiate what is essential and what's, what is.
0: Yeah, because I understand to a certain extent because a lot of business have closed down mm. and so we have to worry about our economy. We have to find a perfect medium, right? Because yeah. we can't always live in this perpetual fear of right. having the. I mean, the main issue is, is that we don't have a vaccine. Right. So uh, if people kind of read and they do their research, I mean, who knows how much of this is true or not, right? Mm. But people are comparing COVID to the flu, mm-hmm. right? Which mm-hmm. is a false comparison because yeah. <laughs> of number one, the flu has a vaccine. Mm-hmm. So we're not we're not yeah, as worried about it, right? We, we're still learning more about it. Exactly. Yeah. We don't know anything about covid right yeah. now covid 19 specifically right, the, the, yeah. the, the, originally when it first came out when we did this podcast mm. we talked about oh it'll live on cardboard for an hour and apparently that's not true, it's any true anymore more. yeah it's, it's you don't need to
1: wipe down your stuff anymore it's like what the fuck today yeah. i just read that like oh you know younger people in, uh, under 40 are more prone to be asymptomatic to it but the people who have contracted the, the virus they can be uh, healthy enough to bypass the the repercussions you would get from the lungs mm-hmm. infections of in the lungs but it will later on form into clots and so they're finding more younger people getting strokes
0: because yes. of COVID that's crazy it's like what the fuck so uh, my best friend Gobble actually told me about this when we were talking on the phone where he was talking about like COVID has like a propensity that as a blood coagulant or some mm-hmm. shit like mm-hmm. that which yeah. is why it's causing these strokes right so but the crazy thing is, and then what people don't understand, and they're like, "Well, they're making comparisons to the flu or whatever." And these are why, the reason why these comparisons don't make sense is because we understand the flu, right? We understand that virus. Mm-hmm. There is a vaccine for it. There is no vaccine for this, and they're mm-hmm. still finding things out about this. So right. if we kind of ignore and we let it do it, run its course, it's not the same. And they mm-hmm. talk about, well, you know, people get the flu every year; it's a seasonal thing. You're still making a false comparison because of how the the infectious rate of COVID is like ten times higher than the flu. Yeah. Like this is not conspiracy this is just facts right <laughs> like i don't remember the exact term but like how fast and how quickly you can get covid versus the flu is like times 10 or mm-hmm. some shit like that mm-hmm. so they're making this comparison of like oh only this amount of people die from it but we don't know enough about the virus right now which is why we're trying to make sure people don't do this going out shit right and so Until. people can figure it out first right. get a vaccine and then move on right they were making this uh, comparison about it to uh in sweden i guess they're trying to do something called herd immunity and you I guys could read an article about it, right? Mm. Uh, the, the herd, I guess they're allowing people of a certain amount of groups of people to stay. So it's like, I think it was like 25 or some shit. You guys could fact check me on that. Um, but it was, they're allowing people to hang out in groups again, but it's still a limited number and they're doing mm. herd immunity. Mm. And so I just saw a couple people on Facebook post this shit. They're like, see, this is what we need to do. Mm. I read the article. So the article says that they're allowing they're not allowing just people just to go in whatever large groups that they want. They're allowing young people to do it. They're, they're, they're getting herd immunity and the curve is dying a little faster, right? right? However, they have the highest mortality rate in older people. So old people are dying left and right. right. So they're, that's the problem, right? right? And like the numbers aren't completely accurate, but they do have a very, very high mortality rate with their elderly population yeah. compared yeah. to everywhere else in the world. So yeah, so for us, we're saying that we're trying to watch everybody's back we want our elder people to live so we're right. trying to be a little more mindful mm-hmm. yeah you could do what Sweden's doing but california or like certain parts in the united states are we're doing a very good job in terms of like mortality to how many mm-hmm. cases there are right. because we're being mindful of this of mm-hmm. these things if we're like fuck it yeah. let's just get it and live and let these old people die then fine whatever right but people get these hot takes of these articles they don't even read the whole fucking article mm-hmm. and they they're just posting it don't on worry. Facebook. Yeah, it's I'm like, not really
1: going deep into the article.
0: Yeah, because the the person who posted it wrote like, see, like this is how Sweden is doing. It. And I read the article. I was like, it, you didn't read the article. Mm-hmm. They said that their elder population is dying. They still don't know how to figure this out, but it's 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 still a very risky thing to do, and the more safe thing to do mm. is to do social distancing and be I heard aware of, the, of this. Yeah, it's the
1: herd immunity thing I, I heard recently. I don't know if it's the thing with Vegas. You mm. hear about Vegas? So my friend, John, or whatever he lives in Vegas, and he's like, "This is what Vegas looks like." And it's like this is a post-apocalyptic. There's like no taxis. Yeah. There's no people passing out titty cards. Titty cards. Yep. And all that shit. And the mayor now wants, or the gov, or the mayor wants to reopen the business of casinos. And, and people are like, well, "Why do you want to do that? We haven't even flattened the curve yet." Mm-hmm. It's like, well, we. I'm willing to practice. Opening it up, and basically, what she was saying is like, I don't mind my people to be the control group. Damn, <laughs> for her immunity, for her immunity. Yeah, that's so, fucking crazy. So, like, whatever happens, happens. Like, we want to show that it's better now. So, let me open up my casinos, get business going back up. And just see what the what the this would holds. be the
0: worst place to do the it. The worst place. <clears throat> so many groups of people. Number two, very old population there. Bunch mm-hmm. of old oh, people. Yeah. They're just smoking and a shit ton of smokers. Yep. They're the worst people to start this off. Insulated, all that shit. Yep. I heard Alaska doesn't have any cases of COVID though. Really? Yeah, Alaska has like no cases of COVID or some shit oh, like shit. that. Or maybe I'm, I might be confused that or no no cases of deaths or some shit uh, like that. Oh, that's yeah. Which is which is very fucking interesting. And then all the prisons, oh yeah, I have yeah. COVID, which. I, which blew my fucking mind that COVID was in uh, prisons. I guess it has to come from visitors and the guards mm-hmm. and stuff like uh-huh. that. Right. But they don't have any like medical protection for yeah, that shit. PPE and all that stuff. You said something shit about what, like there was like a, a judge that released a bunch of like minor. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that new Wale music video. I
1: don't. I wish I knew. I think it was Rikers Island. Maybe. Maybe. Is it so he Under the Care Act. Yeah. Where like if you have no, if you're not in jail. If, do you know the Care Act? No, I could look it up. I fucking forgot what it was. But if it's just—if you're in there for a petty reason, yeah, um, then the this judge want so basically this judge saw this music video by Wale called "Sumi," and at the end of this music video, Wale puts this prisoner in there and he's talking about the situation inside. I think it's Rikers or some prison on the East Coast, saying, mm-hmm. like, there's no attention, no medical attention given to these prisoners. They're all in this very enclosed space. He even shows, like, a video of one of his bunkmates who obviously has difficulty breathing. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, right he, next can't, him. he can't even move, you yeah. know? And then he's, sh- like, I don't know how they have cell phones in the prisons to begin with. But he, like, flips the phone around and shows out in the distance on, on the on the the side of the cliff or whatever like this big ass bunker full of people who have COVID Yeah, and he's saying like they don't give a shit about us
0: Um, that's where people are dying yeah that's
1: where people are dying over there I am in for like a petty reason and I still I have one year left or like six months left I may not even get Get to to get to be out because they're not taking care of us in here in COVID so judge saw it and then wanted to find out who he was and who are,
0: whoever else was under the CARE Act to be released. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. From a music video. From a music video, yeah. It's it's weird when I see, I just never thought that it would have affected the prisons like that, but I guess it makes sense because it's in a confined space. dude. Mm. Me, I'd, I'd be fucking scared shitless if I'm in a prison, and then my fucking roommate, my bunker mate <laughs> oh, has COVID, right. and I just got his chill there. Mm. That's fucking frightening as hell, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah man, I can't. I can't do prison yeah. man. Yeah man, fuck this I, COVID. Dude. I'll I'll die in prison man. I'm not one of those people that would survive that shit. You're not made for it, huh? You're not made for it. No, I'd be a bitch in the first day. <laughs> I'd be fucking. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'd, be, <laughs> I'd be asked out the first day. You see that one movie with Adam Sandler? What's it called? The uh, the remake that he did of, the, of that one film where he went to prison. He was a football player. Remember Tracy Morgan was a gay cheerleader? You remember that? No.
1: The longest yard. The long. I didn't watch that. You never saw the longest yard, mm, nah. bro? that shit's fucking. Funny. I thought you were gonna say any given Sunday, but he wasn't in that.
0: No, it was the longest yard. Is where uh, like Tracy Morgan's a fucking gay cheerleader. Oh no! And this was like sucking people's dick. Oh shit no! In the press. Fucking like,
1: Tracy Morgan. <laughs> dog. Tracy
0: Morgan, fucking You're funny, crazy, dude. dude. <laughs> I be Tracy Morgan
1: dog. <laughs> you be a good, Tracy Morgan dog.
0: This, when we were talking about 90 Day Fiancé, we were also having a conversation about like uh, the times like people have been bullied, or or uh, how many times people have been bullied in their lives. And the funny thing is, like when I look back at fucking bullying. Mm. I can I can almost account, recount every time somebody tried to bully me, like I I can almost remember it like it was fucking yesterday. Like mm. the uh, we were talking about. Remember back in the day, they used to do that shit called flat tires, and so they that's when somebody would walk behind you and they would step on your shoe, mm. causing your shoe to, you to fucking you know come out of your shoe. Mm-hmm. I used to hate that shit, and there's this kid call him mj his name was michael jordan shittiest person that ever played basketball not Mike. the actual michael <laughs> jordan this guy michael jordan fucking sucked at basketball mm-hmm. mexican kid okay full kept on flat tiring. wait wait, wait, hold up a mexican kid named michael jordan michael jordan all right go ahead his dad was a cop <laughs> 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 his dad was a cop and then he kept on flat tiring my shoe and mind you i was like a new kid in the school so when i was in uh third grade i got removed from that school from, you know, too much violent shit. And then I went to a different school called Isabel Jackson school. So Isabel Jackson elementary, I went there and I was like the little odd kid out. Right. right. Like I, you know, I didn't really fucking know anybody. And obviously when that first kid comes in specifically the way I looked, I was ready, for the, ready to get bullied. But <laughs> this kid was already a dweeb. And when a dweeb tries to bully me, it's like, that's the last person that's going to fucking bully me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I remember he kept on flat tiring the, the back of my shoe and I kept on telling him, stop doing it. And I, in my mind, I always said this, they only get three warnings. It's like mm. three warnings, three warnings. And that means that I just got to s- start swinging because I just hated getting bullied. Mm. And so this kid who was already somebody who got bullied is trying to bully some other kid. It's like, who the fuck do you think you are, man? We're in the same team. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're we're the ones that get bullied. You're trying yeah. to bully me? Minorities, bitch. Like, what the fuck? We're supposed mm. to rise up? Yeah. you know? <laughs> Yeah. This guy kept on doing it. And on the third one, I just turned around. and I socked him right in the solar plexus. like, wow, right in the middle. I remember that shit. Because uh, I only remember to punch somebody right there is because this other kid named Brian <laughs> in the previous school that I was in sucker punched me and he hit me right in the middle. And I remember getting punched in the solar plexus and losing all my air. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I remember this shit. Now I know where to sock people. Yeah, so I, I, I turned around. No questions asked. And I said, (laughs) boom! Right in the fucking gut. Uh, And then he uh, got all the wind knocked out of him. He started gasping for air, just crying. And then uh, I think her name was Miss Gilkinson. She grabbed me and just started dragging me to the office Mm. and just fucking threw me in there with no questions asked. I hated getting bullied, but I loved socking people for it though. That was my (laughs) shit. Man, I definitely didn't even...
1: Yeah, I mean like, because I was so ethnically ambiguous and like, my elementary school is predominantly Mexican. Mm-hmm. I could chameleon and look yeah. Mexican. I think what I got bullied for, thinking back on it now, is, uh, is I was one of the f- first people to adhere to the 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 clothing restrictions of like uniforms. Mm. So the Dickies and the uniform yeah. and all that stuff, and like it was like loosely, um, uh, uh, required, but. It was cheap and my parents made me wear it. And so whenever I would wear it, uh, I had like the high floods. Oh yeah. You know? oh, yeah. I had those, my socks, um, had like these shitty ass shoes. And I remember just being punked for that. But I wouldn't put myself in situations to get bullied. I was always on the basketball court. Mm. And that's when I was serving it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? So I was always out there. So I wasn't I, – I, you wouldn't catch me down the hallway. You wouldn't catch me – At a table away from anybody else, I think that's where most of the bullying happened. Yeah, Um, I remember kids taking like my chalupa.
0: Why take your chalupa?
1: Because that shit was the bond. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I never. Yeah, I really wasn't. I I had that. I was fortunate enough to like be in certain circles, and then having friends who were older and like. They would prevent that shit. They would prevent that shit for me. And so I rarely, every time I would find myself in a situation where I'm like, oh shit, I'm about to get my ass jumped or kicked or who knows what, like my older homie would know that person and be like, yo, he's cool. Yeah. yeah, He's cool. He's cool. He's cool. I was like, who's fucking with you? All right, hold up. Yeah. And then
0: goes, you know, go do the business. That's weird because I feel like in my school, it wasn't. There wasn't so much bullying going on from what I remember because mm. when, when I was in high school, I didn't get bullied, right? Mm. I mean, it, it didn't happen much. I kind of just – I felt like in my school, if you mind your own business, you were pretty good. Yeah. But then when you stuck your neck out, is that's when people would try to chop at you a little bit. Right. Like there was this kid named Nader. <laughs> we were talking about this kid. This kid Nader was like one of those dudes that, for sure, in high school, he wanted to let other people know that he was smarter than them, right? Mm-hmm. So he was that kid in in school. Like, if everybody, if the teacher forgot to collect homework, he goes, "Hold on, oh shit, wait a second, yeah, yeah, uh, teacher, you forgot to collect our homework, uh, and everybody, oh, uh, this kid's about to get." fucked up dude yeah and so people would fuck his ass up Mm. because he would ruin it for everybody else and then he would always do shit like his favorite phrase was fucking actually he'd be like well actually and he would constantly either interrupt the teacher or he would interrupt somebody else to let them know that he's smarter which he wasn't even that smart Mm. he was his grades were whatever it's like dude you're dumb you're just Mm. as dumb as everybody else shut the fuck up right but he would always get his ass beat and he would you know he would kind of play victim but it's like nobody's really telling you to fucking talk this much. Mm-hmm. Like if you would just shut the fuck up, people wouldn't stomp your face out. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. just shut the fuck up. I remember that kind of
1: triggered me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Only because in pre algebra, I was flunking ca- class mm-hmm. and I was on like the I was in je- my chances of playing for the team, for basketball team was in jeopardy. And so my dad was tutoring me and he would not let me go to sleep until like I would do my homework and then do extra homework. Like he asked my teacher for like extra problems and like made sure I understood the lessons of that week Mm -hmm. so that when the test came around, I would pass that. And I remember it was like a mix of all sorts of people in my grade or in my class. And I like studied my ass off. Like my dad did like sleep deprivation. Yeah. And I remember I just fucking obliterated the curve. Like I. I I think the highest you could get was like a hundred, mm-hmm. and I got like a hundred and twenty five. Like the extra credit, like a hundred twenty five. The, the the average in that class was like sixty. Damn! So I literally failed everybody in my class. That's because the teacher. Yeah. So I remember people being like, "What the fuck, man!" Like, because I would make sure, like, if I did the homework, she collected it, Mrs. Swan. I was yeah. like, you, I was like actually. Uh, <laughs> you forgot to collect the extra homework and here's extra credit and this and this and that and I remember like the upperclassmen who failed and we're in pre-algebra we're like fuck you I'm gonna fuck you up but then I would tell Mark or Peter and like yeah. Charles like I'll be set he's like I need to get on
0: the basketball team yeah, right? motherfucker yeah, I'm failing dude yeah. I need this
1: shit I'm the person you think in an all predominantly Asian high school because I went to yeah. you know from 7 to 12 it was like a thousand students and the majority of people were Asian like you would assume you the black kid kids. yeah <laughs> the black kid would fail and we're good but then I'm the last
0: person who that's fucking funny dude like bust the curve yeah they probably were up they got their ass beat at home for yeah, that shit they're they were who? like
1: actually the highest score on the test like the possible like the average was 65 the highest score was 125 and they're like who the fuck got that shit and I so I was like oh shit I and then Miss Swan was secreted. like good job I was like I
0: was like, bitch, you better uh, shut the fuck up. Everyone just looked at me. I was like, oh fuck. Yeah. That's fucking funny. I've never I've never been at the top of a curve of nothing, dude. That was my first and only time. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Just because yeah. your dad was just beat that shit into uh, you. Yeah, but yeah, Isn't that crazy though? Like when you really do study though, how well you can do. <laughs> <laughs> that probably pissed your dad off even more. Yeah, he's like, you have the potential. You can do this. That was with me and the SATs. Like, so when I when I did the SATs, I got a really, really good score. Mm-hmm. And then um like my, my school's not really known for its academia, mm-hmm. right? A lot of my friends who, did, who got into really great colleges, their, their SAT scores weren't anywhere near mine. Mm. They just were very good at the grade parts, so following the instructions really well. I, my parents used to take me to this thing called, you know, it was SAT schools. They used to always send the little Korean kids to mm. SAT schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, being the smartest that I am, hated that shit, didn't study for it at all. This, and you went the, to the schools? I, I, so my Damn. cousin would, uh, I would go with my cousin. Uh. And then after my cousin um, uh, graduated, I still had to take SAT school uh. still my uh my best friend gabo used to take me to sat school but what i would do is i would get there and then teacher mike would go into the to his office and when he went to the office every time he went to the office i would move the timer five minutes right so the class would only end up being about like 35 minutes
2: <laughs> that was like... and then we
0: would leave and then he only found out about it like towards like i think like the last couple weeks <laughs> and he was like i have i been letting you guys out early i'm like no, man, like we good. Yeah. But I didn't study for that shit at all. Mm. But then I did really well in the SATs because I just took the pre-SAT book and I just mm. went over it like six oh or seven times. And then when I when I got my SAT scores, my dad was happy, but he was fucking pissed. And then he beat my ass because wow. he said that he only I only proved how lazy I am. I mm. got <laughs> so I got yeah. my ass beat for doing well. Yeah. So he was pissed that I, I did well in the SATs because I could have done that well in school, but I chose not to. Mm. But I hated school. I fucking hated school. Did your dad bully you? What? Did your dad bully you? I'm pretty Did sure you? he bullied me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I put it like this, and I and I mentioned this before on a podcast. It's so it's so different when we talk about parenting styles and uh what money and poverty have a big influence on parenting style, is mm. what I believe, right? Mm-hmm. So when I went to college, I remember uh having a conversation with a couple of my friends that uh that I met over there. Well, they were talking about how they were punished, right? Mm. They would get sent to their room. Their parents would chastise them or whatever, right? And I was like, well, how the fuck did your parents have time to do that shit, right? Because my parents didn't have time for that shit. Like, if I fucked up, they would correct that behavior quick with a fucking sock to the face. Mm. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. And I'm like, Mm. okay, maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. And I think a lot of the times people forget that... You know, number one, our parents are only an extension of their parents and they try to correct certain bad behaviors that they saw that their parents do, but they still have, you know, remnants of that. Yeah. Also, too, is how much time do my parents have to sit there and talk to me for 30, 40 minutes and explain something to me? Yeah. Or do they have to beat my ass real quick, get it done so they have to go back to work and make some damn money? Mm-hmm. So, but I think my dad definitely did the best that he could. And I think my mom did the best that she could too with the allotted of time and money that they had. Mm-hmm. Because I specifically remember when they started making more money, how much nicer they were Uh. like, they were still fucking harsh. But Mm. when we were stressed out the most with money is when my parents fought the most is when my dad used to beat me the most Mm. is because they were just stressed out. God. My mom's still a fucking psychopath, mm-hmm. so he had to deal with her. He right. had to deal with my fucking ass getting into fights all the time in, right. high, in uh, elementary school all the way to junior high and sometimes even in high school. So it was like, okay, where do I have time to be a parent and where do I have time to fucking talk to my kids? Right. So when I feel like it at the moment, at the moment I felt like my dad was bullying me, but at the same time now as an adult I look back and I say, he probably was just doing the best that he could right. with what he had. You
1: know? Yeah, it's crazy. It sucks that – so is it? was there – Inherently, the inherent value of that, because it makes me think like, so it made you better for it, I guess. Would you say? Because it makes yeah. it sound like, it makes me think about like my dad saying like, "Oh, you see LeBron James? He was a single fault, you know, you know, single mother, and look at him." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Why are you telling me this?" He's like, "You could have been that." I was like, "What? What are you talking about?" Yeah. So it makes me, it, it feels like we've come from uh, the '90s where like bullying is crazy. Now it's like the cyber bullying, but back then. Like we're better for it, and so it makes it sound like like war vets. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think the 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 type of upbringing that I had uh, definitely because I survived it. I feel like I'm better equipped for it, <laughs> right? Right. So yeah. even when it comes to cyberbullying, right, yeah. which I have to deal with all the time, mm-hmm. like it, and sometimes too, it's like. You know, because of quarantine, I have a lot more time for it. So now mm-hmm. I'm just responding back to people all day. Right, right, right. There's no personal feelings into mm-hmm. it. It's just more like, okay, well, let's see if I could debate this person. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but now it's like I, I feel like if I didn't go through that, if I didn't go through an actual hardship phase, mm-hmm. and I was put into youtube now i think i would have crumbled mm-hmm. because i'd be too weak too susceptible to people's perception of who i am right but i think because i was younger and we did go through the whole bullying phase of other people right mm-hmm. minus the you know cyber bullying and shit and then you know people trying to beat us up jump us whatever all right i don't i feel like the stuff that phases me only phases me a little bit mm-hmm. compared to how other people deal with it totally yeah because the way i see some some other people deal with stuff and they tell me about their problems it sounds dumb to me right, it's like right. Yeah, it's, it hurts your feelings, mm. but which, why are you dwelling on it so hard? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah.
1: It, 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 I don't know why I'm thinking about that that quote. <laughs> why am I thinking of a quote? Bro, I don't know if it's Buddha or Nelson Mandela's like saying like, if you hold onto a grudge, it's like drinking poison and expecting another
0: person to die. Mm, yeah. That's just tight. Yeah. That is what it is. That's yeah. exactly because it, it eats away at you so mm. much. Mariel and I got into a, a little argument the other day and – I literally felt like I was getting COVID because I was mad. I was like, oh shit, this bitch is fucking up my immune system, dude. <laughs> I was getting so upset, right? Like mm-hmm. I got so upset at her. Like I didn't, there was no yelling. It was just mm-hmm. more like, you made me mad. Mm-hmm. And then I, I went into the car. I was in the car for like three fucking hours, came back inside, couldn't even look at her. I was so upset mm-hmm. until she apologized. Right. right. And, um, went upstairs and everything. I started feeling like sick. I was like, oh shit, I think I got COVID. I think this anger is like fucking up my immune system. Go get the thermometer, baby. Yeah. And then she was like, okay, I'm sorry. And mm. then I started feeling better. Yeah. And that's what it feels like. When yeah. you hold these grudges, it starts to eat away at you. Mm-hmm. That's why some people don't understand. When you say, when you apologize to somebody or you forgive somebody, mm. you're not really giving into what they want. You're actually healing yourself, mm-hmm. right? When you forgive somebody, it's, it's a gift to yourself saying, I'm going to let your bullshit go. Yeah. And I'm gonna move on, yeah, because that's that's the hard part, like when some people like I know a friend too where she still holds on to stuff that uh happened in like elementary school mm-hmm. to her, right? right and so when she talks about her past experiences it feels like it was just yesterday, yeah, and that's it's poisonous to her, like she totally. gets fucking red mm-hmm. and mad, and I'm like, happened when you were four bitch right like yeah, yeah, that's really
1: unfortunate that she feels that way I mean it's just so crazy that you during from k from kindergarten to twelve we spend most of the time with our peers and we're trying to figure this shit out and our parents are busy doing their own things. And now we have to make sense of it 20 years later and being like, oh, that's what was going on. Like, is that an ongoing cycle? I think we're a little more informed now, with therapy and stuff like that. Because it's like, it's think or swim. Like, if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. But now it's like, no, it's killing people. Like, kids are like, canning yeah. themselves in suicide. Like, we have to talk about it. Like, is it the school system's responsibility to have that oversight? Is it, Or are they just trying to get this money to make sure their seats are filled in and get money from the government? Or like, whose responsibility is it, you know? Because it makes us better at mm. the end. Yeah. But during that time, it's hard. But during that time, it's hard, and some kids are unfortunate that who
0: don't make it. You know, I feel. I feel like some people talk about it like it's natural selection. It's like either you're made to survive or you're not. That's so fucked
1: up. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because we we're strong, we're fortunate enough, but so and so, like they call, they get called a pussy, and they're like, "What the fuck? I'm not a pussy." Yeah. Like thinking about that, like this kid when I Josh, who was in my apartment complex, we would take shopping carts. And like ride them down the water ditch. That's the most hood thing I right. ever. I used to do that In, shit too.
0: Uh, <laughs> Elder Creek, <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh shit, ours was fucking. Uh, what was it? I forgot. Carson Street. Yeah. Um, go down that thing and just like either do that or get a surfboard from Thrifties or save on whatever yeah. and like wax the staircase and like just launch down. Yeah. And like boogie board down the staircase. And if you didn't do that, you were a pussy, Yeah, you know? And other kids, I'm like, I'm going to do it. Thank God I didn't fucking break a bone or anything. I yeah. did, like, f- get slammed into a pole. Yeah. But whatever. I've survived. But other people they are like, I'm not going to do that. It's like, if I can't do this, I'm a pussy. I'm weak. Natural selection. I'm not strong enough. I'm going to sit out myself.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's weird. Like i think i think the concept when i talk about bullying too sometimes when people say like we're gonna eliminate bullying i think you're dumb like that's not gonna happen it's just
1: bullying is like a heavy it's like a crazy form of criticism yeah
0: (laughs) bullying is is going to happen bullying happens in fucking animals like the jungle like Mm -hmm. creatures bully each other all the time it's inherently in us to to for some reason for a lot of people to want to pick on the weak right Mm. and what what I really attribute bullying to is a weakness in the individual and they sniff it out in somebody else because mm. they see that same quality in themselves right. right it makes them feel stronger that they could loom over this other person because it's something that's going on in their personal life mm. it sounds like some kind of hippy dippy bullshit but it, sounds- it is really true because yeah. i talk talked about the story the first time I tried bullying somebody and it felt like shit after mm-hmm. because I wanted to know what it felt like to bully somebody else right. I wanted to be the bully because if I was going to be bullied then I want to be on the other side and when I did it I felt like trash so I never really did it again Right? David, you have empathy? <laughs> I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> I remember I stopped the shit out of this kid. And then, <laughs> I, was like, I heard that one Brow, crack Brow, oh, bow. And I was like, oh, oh man, man, this doesn't feel good. <laughs> but um because if if we even look even deeper than that, people don't even realize why a lot of these like Asian gangs formed back in the days. Mm. Like, a lot of these immigrant gangs formed because they were told that they didn't belong in this country. They were bullied because of their food, the way that they spoke, the way mm-hmm. that they dressed, mm-hmm. how they were, who they, what they were eating, everything, right? Mm-hmm. So, they formed these gangs to say, if you fuck with me, I will fuck you up. Like, I will kill you. And yeah. we're going to be bigger than you. We have bigger numbers. Yep. We're stronger. And we're fucking crazier. Asian boys watching. Man. Exactly. That's how you get these fuck. And these people, too, like, specifically like Southeast Asian gangs, they came from war-torn countries watching yeah. their family get murdered, shot, murdered machete to death so your little comments about their face didn't fucking matter they would chop you at your fucking knees Mm -hmm. like so when we talk about bullying right it's this weird thing of insecure people trying to make other people feel just as bad as they feel about themselves totally and that's that's the hard part right and so what is that when we go back to your conversation about having people heal is who does this responsibility lie on making these people you know Either process what's going on in their head Mm. in terms of how they feel about themselves, about other people bullying them. Or do we have this responsibility upon the parent? Because what happens to and what people are finding out during the COVID situation is that you're only a parent after 4 or 5 (laughs) p.m. Yeah. Because the other parents are actually the teachers, Mm -hmm. right? They are actually the biggest (laughs) influences on your kids during Mm -hmm. the time that you're gone, Mm -hmm. especially in elementary school. They're the ones talking to your kids, talking out their problems and feelings out. Mm -hmm. And then you get your kid after 3 p.m. And then you're supposed to figure out what they went through from 6 to 7 a.m. all the way to 3 p.m. to 2 p.m. Right.
1: Because they don't want to talk about that time. Yeah. They want to decompress and shit. It's Mm -hmm. like, how was your day? It's like, I don't want to talk about it.
0: It's, it, I think it's very important and uh, a lot of the times people forget too that a lot of the teaching comes from being at home, right? Mm-hmm. So what, like I'll use my example for, ex- uh, for instance. A lot of Korean kids that I know don't really talk to their uh, parents. They just don't. Like mm-hmm. uh, not even just Korean. I'd say a lot of like Asian kids that I know don't talk to their parents. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, they have um, kind of like mom and dad kid conversations, right? Mm-hmm. How are you doing? Did you eat today? what have you been up to lately right (laughs) Right. and that's really where it stops so Mm -hmm. my mom was somebody who and is somebody who really kind of forced this family concept right and my mom talked about it to this day she goes like i don't know why these people don't talk to these kids don't talk to their parents like how you and i talk i was like well mom you have to understand that we're actually very weird (laughs) you know like we're not the norm right i was like and i started listing off all of our family friends right i was like these guys that we know they're all boy families how many of them do you know talk to their kids like you and i talk right i was like i was boxing yesterday for an hour and i just had you on speaker and we were talking for an hour and a half on the phone Mm -hmm. like who else really does that she goes that's just me and you I was like, and the reason why is because you made it an important thing mm-hmm. that we connect on a personal level rather than just mom and son. Mm-hmm. It was this: I want to talk to my kid when I'm bored, when I just think about random stuff. And because mm-hmm. you kind of, it was hard at first, but you kind of developed that relationship. That's why this happened. And that's how, how important it is to kind of create these great habits at home. It's how yeah. I feel. I'm totally. not a parent yet. Mm-hmm. I can only hope that I will try and do the same. But you I will. know yeah. that at home is always where it starts mm. because a teacher can come up and tell a kid like hey you should do this this and that right mm-hmm. but if the parent doesn't reinforce that at home it doesn't fucking mm-hmm. matter yeah. it's like when you train dogs i mean i know this is a weird comparison <laughs> it's like when you train a fucking dog right like i because i was a dog trainer for a little bit so when, when i would train a dog right and i i used to always say this and even cesar milan says this shit all the time he goes we're not training a dog we're actually training the trainer because mm-hmm. you a dog trainer can you can go through a whole schooling with the dog, right? Teach these dogs these great great habits. If the person at home doesn't take these habits, these dogs forget things instantly. They go right. back to their instincts, mm-hmm. and that's what happens. Like a lot of parents don't follow up mm-hmm. on the stuff that's taught in school, okay. right? That's why so tough being a parent, because you got that shit and try to
1: make sure there's food on the table, oh. and there's a house over your or a roof over your head. I can't even so fucking imagine. All that shit.
0: I can't even imagine. So you got to give them credit for that for sure. Yeah, and we don't even know how we're gonna be as a parent. I'm talking mm-hmm. all big right now because I don't right. have a fucking kid. Mm-hmm. But who knows, right? Because I, I had a friend who she she talked before she had her first kid. She I, I, I clown on her about this shit. And I still do every time I see her because it's so funny because of how hard headed she is and how opinionated she is about stuff that she doesn't know about. Mm-hmm. I'm hard I have a hard opinion about parenting, right? Mm-hmm. But like I said, I'm always gonna end it with, I'm not a parent though, so I don't know. I can only hope. Right. For her, it was like These are facts. So Mm -hmm. what she said to me before she had her first kid, she goes, this is what I'm going to do. She goes, my kid will never watch TV or open up an iPad until they're about 10 or 12 years old, right? This bitch... I'm talking about the first year this motherfucker get an iPad like this. I was like, what happened? She goes, It's hard. Like uh, I'm trying to, you know, eat and then you know I, I can't distract them with anything else. I have to constantly look at them if I don't give them this iPad. That. I was like, so so remember when you went on Facebook and you went on this whole diatribe trashing parents before you were a parent, mm-hmm. right? This is what happens. All right? right. You get life experience and you start to figure things out. Yeah, you found out that the iPad isn't really for the kid. That's it's for, for the parent right? because you're trying to just fucking have a cup of fucking coffee mm. and your kid's over here grabbing at his dick sucking, putting, smearing potato <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. all over the place right, right. you know right. and so she found out like oh yeah maybe I was a little harsh on some of these parents mm-hmm. it's like I agree with you that you shouldn't that, that um, as a parent I'm gonna try not to make sure that my kid's not hyper dependent on this stuff mm-hmm. like there'll be a lot of times for it right. for you to say my kid will never use this thing it's Mm. like this times have changed Mm -hmm. like this is a very integral part of life and there's educational stuff on this as well like Mm -hmm. some of my kid uh, some of my friend's kids learn how to do her abcs super fucking early because she would play a game on the phone
1: right there you go so save you time
0: yeah so people (laughs) don't we don't we don't really know what we're going to do when we're parents We can only know what happens when we're thrown into it because i asked my mom too i was like hey how do i become a good parent like when i have a kid she goes Nobody know. fucking knows. She goes, right. I didn't know you survived. Yeah, you figured it out. Yeah. She goes, I'll help you. But even then, like even if I help you, you're just gonna figure it out as you go. Mm-hmm. Like you you're not you're not guaranteed to know everything when you have a kid, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Wow. So you want your kid do you want your kid to be bullied? Hell yeah, dude I'm gonna be the first one to bully him, dude. I'll be poking this. You moment. gotta learn. I'm gonna fucking dress up as a big baby. I'm fucking push him on the butt. <laughs> Give me that shit, bitch. I'm fucking grab my kid. What's up, bitch? I'm fucking sock him in the stomach oh, and no. throw him down. Oh, no. And then, I'm, and then I am would have oh, come no. home. What happened? He's like, this fucking six foot kid beat me up. What? <laughs> You go fight him tomorrow, and then I'm going to come back to the playground, and he's going to fuck me up. I'm like, give me your money, but I ain't giving you <laughs> shit. <laughs> you fat fuck. Oh, no. And I'm like, you right. <laughs> <laughs> Start not running away. What happened? I defended myself. You right. You
1: did. Like 20 years later, do you know what my dad did to me? For <laughs> <I> by- <know>. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to take him straight to more. Am I- Man, I really hope I didn't bully bad. My worst nightmare is to be like, hey, so we're doing Mori and uh, you got invited because somebody wants to talk to you about bullying. It's like, what the fuck would I
0: bully? <laughs> I, I feel like, I don't know if I bully per se, mm-hmm. but I know, because you know, like Korean people, mm-hmm. you know, like Korean people, like the older youngs would always punk the younger ones, right. but it was, it only lasted for a certain amount and mm-hmm. then you start becoming one of us. Right. So that was like a hazing period. I'm not sure if that's considered bullying. Because there's an end goal to it. It doesn't mm-hmm. happen all it doesn't happen continuously. Right. It's just like that in the beginning and then, you know, you're one of us, right? It's right. like one of those hazing things, which right. I which I don't think I really liked, but I think I kinda did a little bit of it. But I remember back in the day, like when I used to go to a Korean church, oh, so many fucking situations of just people trying to bully somebody. Mm. And the weird thing was, like, I was such a fat, goofy kid, but <laughs> like I think The whole like bullying concept. People try to bully me all the time and they would forget like how angry of an individual I was. Mm -hmm. Like I remember this time when we were playing basketball, (laughs) this dude named James, uh, we were playing at my cousin's house. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we were playing horse and when we're playing horse, if you guys don't know what horse is, I'm just, you shoot a ball and somebody falls up and they do the same shot after. Mm-hmm. So he was just trying to bully me in like the dumbest fucking way possible. So we were doing horse and we were shooting shit. I was throwing some buckets up and it was just me and him and then a few other church people. I already had the worst fucking... Uh, A flag football day because it was Turkey Bowl Mm. for the church. And we're playing flag football. The worst day ever. I was already getting yelled at by my uncle because he expected more (laughs) out of me because I was a big guy. (laughs) Yeah. And he forgot how soft my hands were. Yeah. (laughs) And he was like, he's like, come on, like, you gotta fucking block him. Mm. And I'm like, I can't. Mm -hmm. He had me try to block this dude. His name was Sean Lee, right? Mm -hmm. This guy was a rugby player. And he was like eight years older than me. I was like fucking like 17. Uh-oh. He was jacked on roids. Mm-hmm. I remember this dude hit me so hard. I flew in the air. I was horizontal. And I had enough time in the air to think, this isn't for me, man. <laughs> like, like I went, damn, this will hit me really hard. <laughs> like I, I and stuck and in the air for that long and I landed. And he was mad that I couldn't stop this guy. He's like a roided out rugby player. Right. So he was screaming. In my, I, I was already having a bad day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck it. Let's just go back to playing hoops. So, we had like, you know, the church group went to my uncle's house. And so, this is Abe's dad, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, Abe's dad. Yep. And so, we're, we're we're shooting hoops. And this dude, James, was like, yo, I didn't shoot it from there. And he's just trying to be an asshole about it, right? And Man. I literally shot it from where I shot. I was like, no, nah, you did shoot it. He goes, I didn't shoot it from there. Like, he's trying to fucking punk me mm. in front of every. He's like only a year older than me. Mm. Mind you, I'm a big guy. He's not the same height, right? But I'm just fatter, mm. beefier, with a shorter temper. <laughs> and then, he goes, he goes, no, you got to shoot. We're to shoot. He goes, if you don't want to fucking play, don't fucking He starts screaming in my face. And I looked at him. I was like, you want to fucking go? Right. And he just goes, the whole church, Quite like quiet. the group is like, what the fuck? I was mm-hmm. like, I will fuck you up right now. But, and that, you know, this is like, I never did this shit in church situations mm-hmm. because what you saw in church, David was different from what you saw in outside, outside David. Right. So, you know, like I. Yeah, you know, I'm a geeky dweeby guy but I just never like getting bullied so mm. if, like, my, my thing was and I've said this before a million times that you're gonna bully me but I'm gonna be the hardest person to bully ever so I got so fucking mad there was like this I remember the fence I started walking I started cracking it with my hand over and over and the fucking fence cracked and I started coming over towards him and I was gonna sock this fool mm. and then my cousin comes up to me and he grabs me yeah, my cousin's yeah, a yeah, yeah, pastor yeah, now yeah. he's like hey man calm down it's like no and I fucking grabbed his head and I chucked his <laughs> oh, ass Jesus. and I started running towards him and then everybody grabbed me again Mm -hmm. and then i just literally remember being dragged away and i was like i'm gonna fuck you up and i go into the house i get into the bathroom i start putting cold water on myself to cool myself down and i'm fucking fuming Mm -hmm. and then i come back outside and i see james out there still outside holding a basketball just standing there from where i was yelling at him Mm -hmm. and i come back outside and i was like the fuck's your problem he goes hey man can i just be honest with you i was like what's up he goes I was so scared. (laughs) I start dying laughing. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, the only thing I could think of was like, you're in front of the door to the house and the back door's locked. So I got nowhere to go. I'm done. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, I'm so sorry. I was like, bro, I was going to fucking knock you out, dude. I was going to knock his ass out. Just because he was trying to punk me like on that Korean older brother shit. Mm -hmm, You know, I was already in a bad mood Mm -hmm. getting fucking yelled at by my fucking uncle. Not today. Not today, motherfucker. Not today. But all those like bullying instances, I feel like, I wish I didn't have to go through it, but mm. I felt like it did make me better at dealing with situations. Yes, yeah, so there's definitely an inherent value to that, for sure. Yeah, like I feel like it made me like stand up for myself. Now, mm. now it's not aggressive, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's like I'll stand up for myself in a way of, you know, conducting myself better. Like mm-hmm. I just I won't get angry like that anymore. That doesn't right. happen. That's that's more of like if I get angry, it's more I'll always turn it in a way to make it more funny. Right. But, you know, back in the day, it did save my ass a lot because mm-hmm. if you grew up in a very bad area the moment somebody smelled weakness on you uh-huh. you were just going to be that bitch for the rest of the high school year right that's it and somebody like me who's loud and opinionated uh-huh. if i i had to stand up for myself because i wanted because i had a big mouth right. so it's like oh he's that geeky kid but he's a geeky kid he'll <laughs> geeky, if you yeah. put your hands on him, he'll throw right back at right. you right you know what i mean right it didn't work out all the time i got beat up quite a few times but Damn, yeah. Gully nerd hybrid. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a hybrid. dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm like you're that hybrid. weird yeah. hybrid mix. It's yeah. like ah, oh, he's that fat dweeby kid with glasses, but you're not gonna really like just punk him that easy. Yeah, he keeps punching people in the soreplex. <laughs> yeah, he's he that one spot. <laughs> bow, bow, yeah. Don't take my purse. Yeah, it was it, it, like yeah. If I look back in high school, I, I think I uh I, I I'm definitely glad that my 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 dad was actually the first one to kind of put that shit in my head. He, he used to say, if somebody touches you. You could do whatever you want. Right. But just don't let somebody just take advantage of you the whole, the whole time. time. Cause you knew I was an immigrant. Like my first language was Korean. Mm. So, you know, I already wasn't at a disadvantage. I didn't mm. belong in this group of people that were just, you know, they spoke English perfectly well. Right. So it was fucking difficult. You know? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, what
0: was that? now that's an hour in. Oh, shit Damn! All right. There we go. Well, guys, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. We talked about a little bit about bullying, and we talked about thick neck Ed. (laughs) That's right, man. Favorite song is Ariana Granite Thank you, next Oh no! That's right. (laughs) On to the next one. On to the next one. favorite Hmm. actor Nicholas Cage oh no (laughs) there's a bunch of funny jokes uh, that's fucked up dude just roll it yeah (laughs) Nicole (laughs) Serzinger is his favorite girl (laughs) Uh, I'm kidding man shout outs to Big Ed Mm -hmm. Um, I'll be fine love Hope you find love. And then you guys know that you can catch the Genius Brain podcast on all audio platforms. You can catch it on YouTube, but if, you know most likely you're not watching uh, this on the road. You're listening to it. So catch it on Spotify Podcast. Where can they find you, Khalif? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Khalif Boyd. Holla at me. Let me know what you think. You can find him I'm on playing. TV Screen Scene, Steven Screen Soon Scene too. TV Screen sing, Soon, sing, soon sing, Too. Sing, yeah, you know, yeah. it's happening. Full blown actor. We're about to make it big. You know what I'm saying? Watch out for us. <laughs> That's like the most hood thing to do. You know we're yeah. about to be out here. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. We're about to be the next. Stay big, tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> Dollar <laughs> sign. Yeah, Dollar that, sign. Yeah. <laughs> that that that. Red one hundred tag. Yeah. yeah. Exclamation red mm-hmm. mark. Exclamation red mark. Mm-hmm. Gang 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 gang. Yeah, man. That's shit. right. But we'll see y'all next time. Peace. Peace.